Very good morning, everyone. Tuesday, February 13, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, wherever and however you are listening. Good morning. Hope uh, you managed to catch a fair bit of Super Bowl Monday. Probably not a lot of work being done. Monday beers, maybe not feeling great this morning, but uh, probably for two and a half quarters, it was a pretty average Super Bowl. But then it came to life big time. Yeah, late in the third quarter onwards, uh, went deep into overtime. And uh, finally, Patrick Mahomes. You talk about legacy and legend status. He's certainly getting there, him and the Kansas City Chiefs, as they engineered somehow a 25-22 overtime win over the San Francisco 49ers in a defeat that will keep them up staring at the ceiling for a long, long time for their players and that club because that was a devastating defeat. But in the end, that man, Patrick Mahomes, wins his third Super Bowl MVP. And naturally, we'll chat about it this morning. And also, <laughs> the Broncos, some some argy-bargy between a couple of teammates is set to be investigated by the Integrity Unit. Uh, one of the teams naturally starting to shore up their squads heading towards Vegas. They won't, they'll be leaving pretty soon. And uh, there's some... Uh, some news at Manly as well in regards to what their side might look like heading towards Vegas. They've got Souths, of course. The Roosters playing the Broncos. Uh, we've got the third T20 International in Perth tonight as well uh, between the Aussies and the West Indies as the international home summer comes to a close. And then, of course, the Aussies head over to New Zealand. Loza, morning to you. How did you enjoy what you saw yesterday over there in Vegas? Oh, it was sensational. Uh, what a game of football into overtime. And it was only the second Super Bowl in history to go to overtime. Uh, as we spoke about all week, uh, Patrick Mahomes with the ball in his hands with only a couple of minutes to go. And yesterday there was only a couple of seconds to go in extra time, overtime. Uh, and he got the job done to win his third Super Bowl. Um, cements his legacy. Uh, fantastic game. Brock Purdy, I thought, was terrific for the 49ers, as was Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they didn't do too much wrong. Um, but in the end, the Chiefs, you give them the ball with not a lot of time left on the clock and they've got to make a clutch play. There's no one else in the game that you'd want the ball in their hands. And Patrick Mahone just delivered. Um, and, I, you know, I, I just find that there was more people. I don't know whether it was just because I was sort of talking to a few more people, but it just seems like it's getting more popular and people are viewing it more than ever before. There was a lot more Super Bowl parties yesterday. Um, but it was fantastic to see. that They were just they were just great. They, they, it was a great game of football and the Kansas City Chiefs, they just didn't panic. Under pressure, they delivered, and that's what you've come to expect from them. Morning, Michael. Morning, team. Happy Tuesday. Do you like Taylor? Tay-Tay. Chugging back a... Yeah, sculling a glass of wine. A or, a or a cup of wine. Or whatever it was. Yeah, we was wanted to... Was it a beer? We I, want, I couldn't well, tell. I we want look. to say it was a beer because we're trying to make her mm. Australian, aren't we? She, oh. She's here on Friday, so... She's Australian there. Yeah, Aussie, <laughs> Aussie bogan, skull a beer at the cricket. Used to cringe. We remember Kim Kleiss's when she was dating Leighton Hewitt, like, Aussie Kim? Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. Nah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Aussie Tay. Chiefs were good. Um, second half, they were awesome, weren't they? First half, mm. uh, 49ers were unreal. But I felt like it was... Sort of felt like it was one player versus the Chiefs. Like they kept giving it to 23. McCaffrey, is McCaffrey, it? McCaffrey, gun. Mate. Gun player. Absolute freak, but you've got to be out on his feet. 
just kept giving him the ball. Well, the the 49ers knew they just had to run the ball. That was probably the best way they were going to beat them. The oh, quarterback still played well. He was the In the first half, he was unreal. Well, in the first half, yeah, it was all San Francisco. Yeah, played him in the first half. Well, this, how's this for an amazing stat in regards to Mahomes? He has trailed by double digits in all four of his Super Bowls mm. and never led at halftime, never led at halftime in any of them. And been down double digits. Of course, they lost one and one yeah. three, the one they lost to Brady yeah. in well, Tampa Bay. The issue was San Francisco weren't in front by more at halftime. Um, they weren't playing great, uh, the Kansas City team. Did you see Kelsey? He wasn't involved a lot in one the first half. The one first touch. Half. One touch. Then yard. he had the yeah, push with the, the coach, Andy Reid. What about that? Yeah, that was not bizarre, great. wasn't it? Another example, it would have been the world's biggest story if they had have lost. That's a media frenzy if they lose. Probably. But because well, yeah. they win, it's, hmm. you know, the coach has asked about it once. He's asked about it once. It'll disappear. But if they lose... That's front pager. That's as publicly aggressive as you see, though, between player and coach. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was over the top. It was very much over the top because it surprised Andy Reid. Mm. He was looking at his sheet. He's and got the wobbly boot, He didn't just he? comes over and, and pushes him. So that's not on. It'd be interesting to see what comes of that. I don't think no. it'll affect their relationship, but I think, mm. I don't know whether there's a fine. I, no I chance. don't know what, what, what happens, no but I think behind they closed won't. doors, they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't be happy with it. Did you hear the Andy Reid speak after the game about it? No. Mate, he loves him. Yeah. He yeah, absolutely yeah. loves him and said, look, he all it was, he was that passionate. And he actually went and apologised because he pushed him a bit harder than he meant yeah, to. Yeah, because it was a bit harder than... Yeah, we It wasn't just over, a, like he? a grab and yeah. say, mate, here, yeah. it was a physical push. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a good look. Certainly not a good look. And it wasn't a good look for Kelsey yeah. either. I, I don't think. I, I just think it, it for, for him... He needed to apologise, and if he did, well done to him. But it, it, in the heat of the moment, I understand when you go and have words with someone, but to get that physical was more physical than what I thought mm. he, he needed to be. I'll tell you what, if you bet San Francisco, I, I do feel for you because you know they, they had the extra point blocked, which that would have put them four in oh. front. Four in front v three in front. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, a, a world of difference. And then... Even in overtime, there was Mahomes had the quarterback run on a fourth and two, I think it was. They stopped that. It's game over in overtime as and well. And you knew so, he was going to run. Oh, You knew Mahomes was going to try something with his feet. And they just couldn't stop him. But I, And I, I understand that you didn't want to give Kansas the ball and Mahomes the ball in overtime. Second. Because that's the debate. But I, 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 I was like more give them the ball and let's see, rather than Purdy getting getting it straight away. I thought this as well because this this over in the states this is the big debate is that Shanahan with the new overtime rules should have actually taken should have backed their the ball defense. Second. Yeah, I, I would have backed my defence and put pressure on them and then allow Purdy because I reckon he had the pressure on him and his first two drives were ordinary. Even though they had the ball had got down there in the end, I think they had it for 12 drives or something like that. Are you talking about when, when he was talking Overtime. 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 Well, he got... First up. So the first two plays in overtime mm. were terrible. They were under, the pre- under pressure. But then they went another 12 drives and got the ball down there. And then they kicked the field goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he still managed to get, so he managed get them to get down, down there. But I still yeah. thought that they should have defended first, I thought. 
and put the uh, pressure. Well, that's the argument and, over there. That's yeah, sorry, well, I now get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what everyone thinks they should. Yeah, have oh, done. most definitely, most yeah. definitely. They mm. they should have given the ball to mm. Kansas City, and you know, while as I said, while, while they got the ball and ended up getting points from it, his first two, he looked. That's the only time I reckon he looked a little bit nervous, and I reckon you could have taken a bit more pressure off him because, you know, if they only get the goal, a uh, uh, field goal, then you know he can get the get the ball down the other end. But I, I yeah, I, I thought, you know, we're splitting hairs here, I suppose, looking at the game and trying to see where they lost it and how Kansas City won it. But I, I don't think they did too much wrong. The Forty Nines. I, I was worried about Purdy going into the game, but I, I thought he played really well. And what about, did you see the linebacker for San Francisco, Dre Greenlaw, Terry's Achilles running, running on out. the field? Yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah. Talk about freak injuries. He's just trying to get back on the field after his, I think he's, uh, after a kickoff, I think it was. Yeah. So there you go. The, the defense is going on the field, tears his Achilles. You can't make it up, yeah. can you? No, you can't. But they were just... It was just a wonderful game of football. It's a different crowd. It's, it feels like there's a bit of a lull during the game. Mm. Like there's not that, you know, like a State of Origin grand final. Is there's that mm. constant sort of noise all the way through. It's sort of up and then it goes quiet and then it rises when, when something happens. Um, but geez, they can carry on after it. Oh, They can carry on. There was one bloke getting interviewed there after the game. I've got no idea what he said. <laughs> he was going to me an hour. We're the best. We're the best. <laughs> we'll chips. We'll chips. And Kelsey, yeah, just yelling "Viva Las Vegas" up on the uh, the podium. Oh. Anyway, you can do whatever you want when you win oh, the Super Bowl, can't three you? Three Super Bowls in a row. Away you go. And they're all over the front pages of the papers as well. Uh, a big win for Taylor Trav and Aussie fashion. Apparently, Taylor Swift was wearing an Aussie designers label there yesterday. Uh, and uh, it's front page of the Herald as well. But uh, on the or back page of the Telegraph, Broncos fight night, Reynolds and Carrigan in clash. It is back page of the Herald, Broncos sweat on Vegas after late night scuffle. It is front page of the Courier Mail in Queensland. Look out, Las Vegas. Broncos brawl on eve of Sin City. No excuses for stars after drunken scuffle. And uh, there it is uh, also on the back page of the Australian as well. Broncos stars in drunken scuffle. So this footage has emerged uh, on the eve of the trip to Vegas. Adam Reynolds packed Carrigan after the club's fan day on Sunday. They're in uh, Fortitude, uh, Fortitude Valley. Uh, and uh, the NRL Integrity Unit will investigate. Apparently the Broncos hierarchy and coach Kevin Walters are fuming. Oh, look, Loz, what do you make of it all? Adam Reynolds, apparently, according to the report, uh, is basically trying to get Pat Carrigan to go home and a bit of resistance, maybe. A couple mm. of teammates just oh, look, it's not a tired and emotional uh, after a few beers. Again, not, not a good look. You can't have that um, as your two leading players getting into that type of uh, argument out on the drink because then people start to delve and ask questions. What are they doing out and... What type of behaviour are they uh, setting for the, the the other members of the football team? Um, look, there was no punches thrown. There was a little bit of push and shove. Uh, you're right, Adam Reynolds trying to get Pat Carrigan home. Uh, he's realised something is wrong. 
And I think we always talk about that, looking after your mates if something happens. Uh, a couple of blokes uh, then get into a bit of a, a push and shove. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It's it's not the worst crime. You know, it's not the worst crime. They're not there fighting each other. They're not fighting other people. They've had a disagreement. There's been a push uh, between two players. It's been caught on camera. So I understand why people are, are looking into it. Um, the big one for me is whether they will be stood down from the Vegas trip. Millions. I don't know. Millions. I, I don't know because I remember I remember a couple of years ago, Albert Kelly and Payne Haas. I didn't think there was too much in that. Haas got a $10,000 fine. And, and Albert Kelly got stood down for a game. Right. It was a bit of a push and shove. So there's precedence there before. So that, that they might, they might miss game one. Now I'm not saying that I would do it. I'm saying that they might look at this and say this is the behaviour we don't want to happen over in Vegas, and we need to set a standard here and make sure that others from other teams know that hey, we we can't have anything go wrong over there in Vegas. It's too big a risk, and if this is going to set the tone. And, and, and make sure that people understand that we're being fair dinkum about this, then they might. I've I got no doubt they'll be fined. Hmm. But I, I'm just wondering whether the NRL might say to the Broncos, listen, you need to come down a little bit harder. I'll be shocked, pup, because mm. the NRL, Vegas, yeah. I guess it's a slight conspiracy theory, the NRL will want them there. It's oh, Adam Reynolds I, and Pat Carrigan. I think they're showcasing rugby yeah. league, they're, mm. you know, the great game to the United States. They'll want everyone possible there. I'll, I'll be stunned if they get suspended. It, do you think if there, if it wasn't Vegas, if there was no Vegas, do you think they'd be suspended? Well, I think there'd, there'd be a greater chance of a suspension. Still, maybe not. Maybe a substantial fine. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's what they'll do because and because of Vegas, they might instead of the suspension, they might find yeah, them. They might. They might find them more. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for the team, it's their two. Uh, well, two most senior players, two leaders around the group. So, but again, but well, with Adam Reynolds, you, you, uh, don't we always speak about looking after you, mate? Hmm. If someone's d- doing the wrong thing or has had too much, mate, aren't two, you? Aren't you getting be, involved? They would and be saying, absolutely mate, fine, lost. No, they would be fine. There, they, there'd be mate, no issue be between training them. the next day yeah. and absolutely fine. A hundred percent. But what I'm saying is that if if you're not allowed to do that, and what do you just let someone go now? Yeah. Maybe what that's do you what mean? the investigation will uncover. What do you mean if you're not allowed to do what? Well, Adam well, Reynolds, Adam Reynolds just... goes in to say, mate, you're going home. Mm. We're putting you in a cap. And then that's how the argument starts. So what I'm saying is that if that happens again, are you better off just to go, well, I'm out of it in case he starts to oh, arc up? a player you're talking about. You're saying if you're, in, if, you're in a pl- if you're a player now, you're better off not asking, telling your teammate to yeah, go well, home. Yeah, well, yeah. So what I'm saying is Adam Reynolds goes in and tells Pat Carrigan that, mate, you've had too much, you're going home. Yeah. Then there's an argument. Yeah. So what I'm saying now is that if That's you get suspended, you get fined, mm-hmm. in the future you're going to go, well, hang on. I'll just leave him be. I'll just let him be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no one cares about the story. No one cares about the reason. They care about the footage that you're looking at. That's mate. I can tell you that firsthand. No one actually wants. <laughs> yeah. No, the truth is irrelevant. If Adam Reynolds, if if that is a hundred percent true, then yeah, his teammates and Adam will feel like that. He's just done the right thing. But to the world, to the fans, they don't even care about the truth. They're just looking at the vision, saying the vision's out of line. The players should be punished. Oh, That's all they're doing. Yeah, I think if you put a reason behind it, I think everyone understands the situation that they're in. And no, goes, they don't. Well, hang on. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, I do. Well, I can tell you in my situation they don't. Mate, the truth's irrelevant. But, but like, Adam Reynolds is saying to the bloke, mate, you're going home. 
Yeah. You, you've had too no, much no, to drink. I'm putting you in the car. Everyone's so saying that part's perfect. A... That part's fine. Yeah. That part doesn't create a push and shove. But because there's the push and shove, that's why they're in trouble. They're not in trouble about the conversation. No, no, no. That, that's they're exactly They're in trouble right. because it turned into a push and shove. Yeah. So then once Adam said that, he could have said it 10 times to Carrigan. Yeah. And then Carrigan said, mate, listen, mind your own business. I'm a grown man. I'll make my own decisions. Yeah. Then Adam could have walked away. Yeah. That's what the that's oh, I'm with. Trust me, I'm with yeah, you yeah, because yeah. I know these two yeah. would be absolutely fine today. And you see, yeah. you see disagreements in sporting teams, like even if it's not well, even push and shove. You see, you see that around sporting teams as well. It's the fact it's been videoed. Mm. That's that's the only reason we're having the conversation. Oh, most definitely because the two players would be completely fine. Mm. Yeah, the video, obviously the footage, <laughs> and and that's what. The Broncos hierarchy, we just said, going, oh, it's just the last thing we need. Yeah, well, there was no <laughs> footage. There wouldn't be yeah, a we wouldn't have a conversation. Yeah. Again, but it still gets yeah. back to, if, you, if you're going to charge Adam Reynolds mm. for doing what he did, well, into the future, you're going to have yeah. players that just don't want to get involved. Mm. Just go, oh, well, mate, I'm out of it. In mm. case he's turned sour <laughs> here because I'm going to get fined $10,000. Then the next day will be like, why didn't you look why after Why didn't you me? look after him? Right. Can't win. Yes, yes, yes. So there you go, the Broncos. Uh, also back page of the telly. Our, what about our man Bulldog, by the way? As soon as he wrote the article about no issues in the, oh. the off-season. <laughs> 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 oh, Just spoke geez. a little too soon, oh. Bulldog. <laughs> uh, Bush Bears plan to save country rugby league on the back page of the telly today. So expansion, it'll just continue to be uh, a topic until the next license is handed out. But uh, he spoke to Panthers Chief Executive Brian Fletcher in this article who believes the Bears should re-enter the NRL in a partnership with New South Wales Country, essentially, to create a regional team. Says they have support all over the state and help revive bush footy as well. And uh, anyone from the bush knows what's going on there in regards to you know teams falling over, issues with cash, uh, high cost to play and and, and travel, etc. So, look and again, as a Bears fan, as someone who grew up in the bush, love the idea from a practical standpoint. As much as I want. Would love to see something like this. Hmm. Uh, Practical realities. I'd be stunned if it worked. You'd have to get a lot of councils banding together with money. And anyone who knows what councils are like in the country, um, you know, some would give this greater support than others. Like, for instance, Des Kennedy there at Mudgee, he's quoted in this article. He'd be right behind it. There are other councils who will be like, well, hang on, we're going to spend a lot of money on roads out here. Oh, it'd just be, uh, it'd be difficult. Yeah, well, I, two, I hate to be well, glass half empty. No, well, two but, things about the story. I think one is that a lot of people would love to see the Bears back in mm. some way, shape or form. And bush football is dying. So you need to be able to do something to generate interest in these towns. Now, whether playing a one-off game is going to help or not, I'm unsure. You've got to work out commercially how it's going to benefit mm. the community. Um, attracting players. Attracting players and the travel and where they're going to be based and all that kind of thing. But what I like is the fact that we're looking at ways and options of trying mm. to get the Bears back in as a team in the competition. That's what I like about it. I, I'm unsure how this would work. I'd have to have more, uh, you know, see more detail. Um, as it stands, when you say to me, um, you know, playing in Dubbo, Tenworth, Wagga, all these 
different regional towns, would they support it? Yeah, I think they would support it, but they'd certainly want bang for their buck. You know, mm. I don't think they'd throw a lot of cash in if it was only going to be one game a year. But if they were getting two games a year plus you know, clubs going down there or players being down there for, for weeks on end, you know, coaching, clinic, school visits, mm. all that type of stuff as well, investing in the community, uh, they might look at doing it. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. Now, this morning there is a Premier League game, in fact, uh, to kick off Yeah, Crystal Palace playing Chelsea this morning. Uh, that kicks off in just about 50 minutes' time. And uh, so I've just got to get the market with tab for that match. The system's just having a reboot, but uh, plenty of markets will be open there shortly for that match. Uh, just some results. So yesterday in the golf, the Phoenix Open, it eventually went to a playoff between Nick Taylor, the Canadian, and Charlie Hoffman, American. And Taylor was triumphant on the second playoff hole. So he birdied 18 three times in a row to eventually win that tournament. And uh, Adam Scott had a really good tournament. Best of the Aussies, just three Aussies in the field, but he was tied for eighth, Adam Scott, uh, finishing 13 under par, finished with a five under 66. So he was eight shots off the pace uh, in the end there yesterday at the Phoenix Open. Now, on Saturday night, We've got a night with the BSB at Menangle. And we've got a couple of passes to give away, which include food and beverage. Now, to get involved in this, if you want to go to Menangle on Saturday night, we've got some great guests there uh, coming for a night at the Trots. And, uh, okay, for two passes with food and beverage, there's racing at Menangle tonight. We want someone to state the best case for a trotter tonight. To back with Tab on the punt. So state the best case for a trotter tonight. Something that's not a heavy odds on favourite as well. So 13.53.53. If you want to get involved on Saturday night at Menangle. Uh, so 13.53.53. State the best case for a trotter racing tonight there at Menangle. Something that's not a heavy odds on favourite. Zero four one nine seven six seven. Uh, 272 on the text line as well. Uh, now, tonight, Pup, the third T20 in Perth. So that brings the international summer to a close. So Glenn Maxwell uh, actually said he was supposed to be rested for the match in Adelaide when he got 120 not out of 55 balls, but his parents were going. So he talked the s- selectors into playing him, but uh, they've drafted Jake Fraser-McGurk. And also South Australian pace from Wes Agar into the squad tonight. So Josh Hazelwood's not uh, going to be in Perth. He's going to have a little break before he heads over to New Zealand. But you'd think probably they'll give Fraser McGurk a T20 international debut tonight. He's not going into that squad for nothing, you would think. Why not? The series is done. Uh, Boys have won. Uh, Fraser McGurk grabbed hold, certainly of his second opportunity in the one-day format. So, yeah, give him a go. Um, Yeah, Aussies have been absolutely brilliant. Spent a... A great summer, to be honest. One test match um, against the West Indies, they got done. But, yeah, I, I think it's been a been the summer that we probably all expected. But you still got to go out and win. So, yeah, hopefully they can win. Uh, they can finish with a bang, get another win. Um, and I'd imagine with certainly Hazelwood, it's the travel to Perth that they're probably just probably trying to save him doing that because they've got to go to New Zealand as well. So rather than going three hours in one direction or four hours in one direction and coming all the way back. I don't understand the Maxwell thing though. Why, why is why is he why why is Maxwell resting? He doesn't play Test cricket. 
no idea. He yeah, played, but he hasn't really played that much cricket in the last 12 months because yeah. he had the broken leg. But when, do you, when do you get to choose, I want to play for Australia because my parents are coming? <laughs> when does Mate. that come into the equation as well? <laughs> well, they wanted to rest him for that. Case, oh, right. If that was the case, when yeah. I got dropped, I would have made sure my parents <laughs> come to every game. I would have paid for my family to fly oh. to West Indies to come and watch to get me in the game. <laughs> Mate, surely, surely you just can't be going, oh, right, I'm going to play this game because my parents are coming. <laughs> But that's not how you pick a straight side. <laughs> Surely not. It's amazing, isn't it, when you think of it that way? This is our national side. I want to play Origin <laughs> on Wednesday. I'm going to fly my parents yeah. down. Yeah. Cousins, not... All right, 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 mate. You're in. You're in. Right, <laughs> up, right, up. I don't want to, I don't want to play at Lang Park because my family's definitely not coming no, to that cost game. cost too much. Yeah. They've, they've put the yeah. flights up. Yeah. Qantas have put the flights up. I can't afford to pay them. Uh, pay the flights. I can't get them up there. Leave me out of this game. What's going on there? You're picking the best Australian team, aren't you? It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Uh, by the way, the Super Bowl commercials yesterday, fellas, how much Australian do you reckon for a 30-second ad? Oh, I'll say know. $40 million. No, $10 million. Oh, okay. Just just more than $10 million. Okay. So, but, yeah, for 30 seconds. $10 million. Did see a couple of them, quite funny, going around on social media yesterday. I uh, wish they'd showed them out here, though. Yeah, it'd be good. Be good, yeah. But uh, no, you can, yeah, you know, plenty of them over on social. What media did Usher pay for his performance? Not sure. Yeah, okay. What would no. you think of it? Oh, look, you know, I can appreciate it was great. It's not really my thing. Mm. Loss, like no. I mean, I, I could appreciate no. it was a great performance. He was lips like no. the whole lip sync thing. You know, mm. I mean, that was a bit off. You could tell from right at the start. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you can appreciate it's a good performance. But... Well, I'll show you. I obviously can't read it out. <laughs> what was going this on is in what this, I, your this, group text? This is what I yeah, texted in my group text. Your, uh, your generation. Yeah. Well, Usher's been around for, for a while, though. So do, do you know who Usher is? Uh, I've heard of him. Yeah, it's, it's, I, not, it's not really your go, though, Usher. I, 20 years ago, huge. Mm. Usher was Enormous. massive, yeah. But he's been off the rate. Like, he's yeah, been, I, he's mm. manages Justin Bieber and stuff. Oh, you're kidding. Maybe so, that's why but that's, yeah, become I've, relevant again. Yeah, probably. maybe. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they I'm weren't old. happy. Your crew wasn't happy, were they? I'm old. This bloke is terrible. Yeah. Mm. Well, is that, that, that was the, the view? The, or was that someone else? No, I would imagine what I, the, uh, the best yeah. performer, the current... The two current best performers in the world were sitting in the grandstand, Beyonce and Tay-Tay. Yeah. If you go on fan favourites. Yeah, but I was expecting Usher, because I don't really know Usher. Yeah, what, but what my, were you hoping my kids for? told me that I'd know a couple of songs. I think I knew oh, the song at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's but the deal with Rollerblades? He was doing little bits. trying to bring them back? I'll tell you what, that was uh, high-risk play, wasn't it? Oh, well, he sort of, when he had to go blades. through whoever's legs he went through, he slipped over a bit he at the end there as well. mate. That wasn't that, a great dismount, yeah, yeah. was it? <laughs> no. But still, uh, like, that's the thing. Yeah. I think singing-wise, I was expecting yeah. a better show. But it was, again, it was just the, like, some people would love just his dancing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's just... Oh, yeah, I get he had, it. He had the beat on. He had the sweat happening. Yeah. That's what he did have. would have been hot. Yeah, I, I get the younger generation mm. would have liked him, yeah. but it just wasn't my go. So I would still love, I don't know, Springsteen if he was there. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. But I, well, like, I'll tell you this. I'm 42, so I reckon if you go mm. women from 35 to 45, they would have absolutely loved what was happening there yeah. yesterday. 
Anyway. Especially once Usher took his gear off, took yeah. his shirt off. Yeah. Who, who takes mate. their shirt off? He's 45 <laughs> now. I'll tell you what, yeah, he's, he's 45. He's not exactly having a pizza watching the footy with a few beers on a Friday probably, night, is he? Yeah, he's Still probably pretty drinking well. the low-carb beer, mm. I'd imagine. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> looking. Usher should stick to showing people to their seats. <laughs> oh. Oh, Usher, very good. Yeah, that's from Sutton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like that one. Okay, I heard it was $11 million for 15 minutes for Russia. Yeah, I think the, the, weekend, rooster. the weekend paid $11 million the year before. Okay. So. Which would be, what, I'm guessing that's US? Yeah. But that would be the, the only time in their life that they have to pay to sing or pay to entertain. Imagine what do we reckon next thing? year? Because it's going to be in New Orleans. It'll be a country singer? The blues singer? Oh. oh, you know, who's... Ooh, what do you reckon? Nah, it's, no, it's still too bit, risky. Yeah, but you're still a bit more very sort of mainstream, I would say. Yeah, right. Mm. Global audience loss. Mm. I, I, you know what I want to find out? The numbers, television numbers of how many watched it yesterday. Yeah, well, I saw a comment. Uh, I think it was Lewis Martin, the head of sport at seven, somewhere in the press today that they expect double the what watched last year. Because it was on free-to-wear on 7 yesterday. Mm. First time, was it? I think it was on free-to-wear last year as right. well, obviously on ESPN, yeah, on Foxtel. I watched it on ESPN. Because uh, at 7, you got the CBS coverage. Yep. I actually don't like how they ESPN sort of tailors it for our audience. It's just commentated like it's your game. Like, yeah. So I, I preferred listening to the CBS commentary, to yeah. be honest. What was Nick Rewalt? <laughs> doing there. Well, he's living over there at the moment. I, I think, think he works for ESPN. Does he? Yeah. But it did sound like I thought maybe he's a NFL pro, but then I was listening to him speak. Yeah, he's talking about... It didn't sound but like... But that's, yeah. that's yeah. what like... I'm getting at. That was a way they're trying to tailor it to us because they used a specific... Yeah. So ESPN, oh, that was right. ESPN Australia, New Zealand. Yes. So they. Got so that's not the ESPN that, they'd be no, showing no, over in America. No, not at right. all. Not at right. all. Because I was thinking the no. same. I'm thinking. Well, no, they, not that. I'm thinking. If this is the ESP, ESPN no. coverage, geez, he's done well for himself. Rewild. Because in the states they they move it around uh, the network, so different networks have the rights in different years, and CBS in the states, everyone in the states would have been watching the CBS coverage which was with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Yeah. Whereas we had a specifically tailored coverage through ESPN for Australia and New Zealand residents. Right. To ESPN Australia and New Zealand. That's yeah, yeah, why yeah. we got Nick Rewalt on the yeah. coverage. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. Now I've got it. Well, Eddie, I was thinking, what's he doing over there? Is he, is he a analyst been living the NFL? So I'm sure his yeah. missus is American, so he moved back over there for a period of time. Luke Coombs, mate. Yeah, well, he oh, was there watching. More than well. happy to have Luke yeah. Coombs next He's year. Luke Coombs, he'd be great. Uh, what about the bloke with the tats and the silver teeth? That was who I said. Post Malone. Post Malone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Post Malone. He's massive, yeah. Post Malone. Yeah. Couldn't hear him at the start, though. He was good. Was he, what was he singing? God Save America. <laughs> Is that what he, he said? Ah, uh, yeah, one yeah. of those songs. Mm. Or America. You know the other thing, I've got to say? Uh,. We make the world's biggest fuss around not singing our national anthem. Yet I didn't see one of the players singing the yeah. words to their national anthem. And they're the most patriotic country well, on the planet. The I, I'll never knock. It's just No, I'm saying the opposite. I'm yeah. saying there's an example that the most patriotic country on the planet 
They don't get criticised for not singing their words, yet why do we get criticised? Yeah, but they love their country a lot more than we do. So singing the words makes a difference. Make, make, it's, well, it's, 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 it's Warnie's battle. When you battle. look at their patriotism versus ours, just whether you, they're singing it or not, what's the difference? A lot. Yeah, but I'm. But they this, love their country. But I'm saying. They but but you're military. saying. But you're yeah. saying we don't. If you if we sing the anthem, we love it more, do we? Well, it seems like we're always criticising our own country at the moment. I hate it. If we sing the national anthem, do we love our country more? Oh, not necessarily. That's no. my. But it was Warnie's whole thing about mm. if you wear the baggy green, you love playing for Australia more than if you wear the floppy hat. Yep. No, he, and he's one hundred percent right. Mm. I, that's what I'm saying. Why do we criticise our sports stars for not singing? Mm. Yet. We don't even mention America, the, the most patriotic country on the planet. They don't need to sing, but they still love their country. They're still patriotic. They still care. Why is it a big fuss here for Australia that we need to sing our anthem? Yeah, I guess it's just they're, you know, they seem to show a lot more. Or well, there's a lot more pageantry pre-match. Definitely. In regards to military and, you know, they mm. all still, even though they don't sing it, they all look incredibly emotional and respectful. But I'm but I'm saying you do you are patriotic you do care you do love playing for your country whether you sing your anthem yeah, or yeah, you I don't mean, we've mean, got to be less judgmental here in Australia is what I'm saying fair call someone doesn't fair want call. to sing mate doesn't mean he doesn't mm. love his country or her country okay in season 2023 the North Queensland Cowboys well they finished 11th 12 wins 12 losses. As far as their gains and losses, it's a pretty settled squad, in fact. So, James Tamo obviously retired. Peter Hicku's gone overseas to Hull KR. And uh, not a huge amount of games for the club this season. As far as their odds are concerned, for the Premiership, they're $19. So, they're on the sixth line of betting there. They're $9 to make the grand final, $21 to win the minor premiership, $3.25 to make the top four, $1.65 to make the eight, and $2.10 to miss the top eight. So very much expected to be back in the finals this season, the Cowboys. Bit of pressure on them, Loz, considering, well, two years ago they were the the bolting side Mm. as they bolted into the top four and uh, came very close to making the grand final only to be beaten by Parramatta in a very tight prelim there in Townsville. So considering that, they underachieved last year. Oh, they, were, they underperformed, you know. They finished third, as you mentioned, and then they just bombed out last year with only 12 wins. Um, there's been a change of leadership up there. Jason Tamalolo is out. Chad Townsend is out as captains. In comes Ruben Cotter and Tom Dearden, and I like that change. I think both those players uh, lead by example with their actions. Uh, Toddy Payton's obviously shaking things up a, a bit, uh, letting the group know that they need to drive higher standards and no one's irreplaceable. Um, I think that Tamalolo and Chad Townsend will have good years. Ball reports Tamalolo is as fit as he's been. Uh, he's lost weight and he's in for a big year. And I think if he performs well and plays the majority of the season, I think he's capable of driving this team and taking them to a finals position. I like the look of their forward pack. I think they've got plenty of depth. Um, you know, they've got uh, big men in McLean and, and um, Cohen Hess. Uh, they've got a state of origin hooker in Reese Robson. Arguably the best back row uh, in the game. You know, they've, they've got edge back rowers falling off trees up there. You know, they, they've got um, Nenai, uh, Lukey, uh Leilua, uh, 
I think it's Fui, uh, Fini Fui Iaki. Um, I think he's a, a wonderful young player. Um, so for me, uh, you know, Griffin Neen is a Kiwi uh, international. So I, I think they've got plenty of depth. They've got size. They've all got endurance, and they're line breakers. So they, when they go to an edge, they can they can uh, cause some real concerns for opposition teams. Um, Drinkwater at the back, very good player. He's got speed. He's got unpredictability, um, creativity as well, and he can split you from anywhere on the field. Um, I think Valentine Holmes needs to uh, improve off the back of last year. I, I thought that his performances were okay, but still looking for a little bit more from him. Um, but when you look at their forward pack, it's it's a big, aggressive team. They can cause some damage to any team they're p- coming up against, and I'd expect them to be around the money in terms of playing finals football. Although when I looked at their draw... They've, they've got some games there that, I don't know, I, I, I'm waiting to see because I'm unsure of whether they can repeat what they did two years ago. But I reckon they'll be around that 12 to 14 wins. And that could po- quite possibly force them in to a final spot. So likely fifth to eighth you're looking at. Mm, probably yeah, not top yeah I, could see them, I could see them playing. Um, depending on how many wins you need to get in. And as I've been talking about, I think it's going to be that tight. A lot of teams might win 12 games and then it might come down to four and against. You might have a negative win-loss ratio this year and be able to play finals. Mm. Uh, I think it happened a couple of years ago in the Titans. Titans. Yeah, Yeah, I I think that could be the case again this year. Um, But I I don't know whether it was just... um, the Cowboys overachieving in 2023 because they came back to the field big time last year. Gosh, the likes of Nenai and Luki, they're, they're, well, they're young, young, emerging yep. weapons, aren't they? They, they? they are. And then you got, you know, with Hess and Taumalolo, you've got that grunt in the middle. Uh, but, t- you know, Taumalolo, it's going to be interesting. I mean, being stripped of the captaincy, I don't care how they're sort of polishing it there, the, the Cowboys, that, that's got to hurt. Oh, it, it's a... Dent to your ego because he would have taken great pride. Chad Townsend as well, taken off him. Yeah, but that might be the motivation that they're looking for too, just to concentrate on their own performance. And Mm. sometimes that works. It'll be how the group comes together. And when you talk about Reuben Cotter and Tom Deard, I don't know Tom Deard and I know Reuben Cotter very well. You wouldn't meet a nicer person than Reuben. Mm. And Reuben doesn't say a great deal, but he leads with his actions. And I'm assuming Tom Dearden would be exactly like that. So they'll grow into that leadership role. And they'd have respect to the players because they've worked really hard in their game. They've overcome adversity and they've worked hard. So they're a classic example of young players coming through the system that haven't been, it hasn't been spoon-fed to them. They've had to work for everything they've got and everything they've achieved. Um, so I reckon that is a good decision, making those two captains. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how Tamalolo and Townsend handle that demotion and what sort of standards they continue to drive or whether they just worry about their own game or whether they're involved in that group and driving the standards along with those two young players that have been named co-captains. They actually missed Hemiso last year, didn't they? I know Drinkwater's a very good player. Hemiso was obviously playing in the centre. Well, I also think they missed Tom Gilbert. And, and Gilbert was that work rate player mm. and brought that sort of aggressive sort of punch. 
But Nenai got injured. And the other thing with the Cowboys is because they had such a good 2023, a lot of their players went away to that World Cup. And I reckon a few of them come back not in great shape. And they started the season slow. And it took them time to, to get going. And then they just couldn't find their feet and find their mojo of the previous year. And sometimes that happens to a footy team. When you're, you haven't been performing, all of a sudden you have that spike here. You, you go really well. You come back thinking it's going to happen without doing the hard work. And I reckon the Cowboys, that's what's, that's what's happened to them. A lot of their players represented at the World Cup, short pre-season, come back just thinking it'll happen for us. They hadn't done the work because they hadn't had a lot of lead-in, and I reckon they paid the price for that. We've got Crystal Palace against Chelsea coming up in just over 20 minutes' time this morning. The market with Tab Chelsea travelling to Selhurst Park are $1.68. Palace $4.50. The draws paying $4.25. Uh, Champions League tomorrow morning, round of 16. We're into the knockout stage and uh, the matches tomorrow, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Stan Sport. Manchester City are in Denmark against Copenhagen. City $1.20 for that match. Copenhagen $12. Uh, the draw is $6.50. The other match tomorrow is Leipzig up against Real Madrid. And Leipzig in Germany are $3. Madrid away $2.15. The draw for that one $3.70. Stacks of markets open with tab for those football matches. Uh, now, don't forget as well, we want someone that well, two passes are up for grabs uh, for a night with the BSB this Saturday night at Menengel. And those two passes include food and beverage for this Saturday night at Menengel. Uh, you want to get there, then state the best case for a trotter tonight racing at Menengel. Something that's, you know, not a heavy odds on favourite, but they're racing tonight at Menengel. And uh, the best case stated will give out today two passes for Saturday night, which includes food and beverage, not at the trots. Free food and, and beers. Get involved. 13.53.53 is the number. Now, shortly we're going to speak to Jack Buckley, who's a defender at the Giants, uh, who last season came off an ACL and played every game. He's actually the son of Ben Buckley, who uh, was the former boss of Football Australia, of course, and chairman of the North Melbourne Football Club. And sadly, Jack lost his mother, Kim, to breast cancer some 20 years ago. So is encouraging the community to take a seat in the donor chair, yes, to donate blood to help cancer patients. So we're going to speak to Jack Buckley shortly. Also coming up this morning, Adam Pengilly. We're going to speak to Matt Burke, Wallaby Great. We had uh, more trials in Super Rugby, uh, more news around rugby as well. Jeez, the situation that Rebels is getting... Quite serious, in fact, uh, heading forward. Uh, even their directors uh, could be liable there, considering money owed to the Australian Taxation Office. Uh, Jared Daffy from the tab for the latest markets. Tommy Berry, will speak to him later this morning as well. I believe Tommy might even be at Menengel on Saturday night also. Uh, yes, the lunch is sold out as well. The Big Sports Breakfast lunch on Mar- March 15 at Allianz, sold out. And we'll have more announcements in the next few days. They're just locking those guests in. Uh, We have certainly Paul Gallen and Sam Kekovich and some more very exciting guests to announce there as well for the lunch. Uh, Justin Morgan will join us later this morning, Cowboys assistant coach who 
You would have played with Justin Morgan, I think, in your final year, Loz, there at the Raiders. I certainly did. I played with Morgs. Um, he's coached over in England in his own right. Uh, was part of the Warriors system there Most for a recently, while. recently, yeah. yeah. And was there last year and now gone to the Cowboys. So looking forward to talking to Morgs and seeing how he's going up there, but also seeing if there's a lot of difference between the way that Todd Payton goes about preparing a team and Andrew Webster well, goes about preparing a team. Andrew Webster is the, the shiny new toy, isn't he, in the NRL as far as coaches are concerned after what the Warriors did last year. Anthony Caceres as well, City FC midfielder who's been in a rich vein of form, had a goal and assist uh, there the other night for Sydney FC as they beat the Central Coast Mariners. So that's all still to come this morning. Uh, stacks of texts here in regards to the Super Bowl yesterday, boys. More than anything else, it was Mahomes' ability to get the Chiefs out of trouble with his legs, something Purdy couldn't do yesterday. That was the difference in Super Bowl 58, says the factor. Uh Heroes and Villains on a Tuesday, even though we're not doing it today, obviously. Hero Pat Mahomes, he caught it yesterday. Two minutes to go with the ball in hand. Any team would be nervous. A flawless drive to finish regulation, go into overtime, then again in overtime to win it all. Uh, Villain, the cameraman. Not enough Swifty in the stands showing. Have a good one, boys. I think she's still got a decent... I don't know if she went over under the seven and a half times as uh, was in the betting markets. Uh, But... uh, Certainly, she got a good run there yesterday. CBS definitely didn't miss the uh, the long kiss between her and Travis Kelsey in the celebrations, that's for sure. Uh, waiting for it, weren't they? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. you know, I love that they're not, you know, hiding it. They're out there. Good on them. Celebrating a boyfriend's success. Mm. Like it. wonder if he's going to come to Australia now. Nice. Now he's won. Mightn't fly out for Friday show. Is she in Melbourne on Friday, I think? I think she starts. Is it this week? I think it might be. Yes. Yeah, so it's it game day. It might come yeah. out a bit later. What about that for a celebration? Get to Australia and mm. seems like he wouldn't mind a drink either, I reckon, the big fella. Him and his brother. His yeah. brother certainly is partial to mm. it. Not a bad little He looks like going off the hangover, doesn't he? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a much, shall we say, more, off the fit, more, more fit version. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, Probably it's smarter time. than Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, what a beauty! When you see Vegas, it's what you think, though. Isn't oh it? yeah, it's Alan. <laughs> Alan, mate. There's plenty of Alan impersonators over there <laughs> on the strip. I'd reckon. Still going. All right, uh, we're going to talk some AFL and uh, with GWS defender Jack Buckley. And yes, Lifeblood and Cancer Council. They're calling on Australians to support people living with cancer by donating blood. Uh, to book a donation, call. 13 14 95. That's 13 14 95. Or you can book online at lifeblood.com.au. Lifeblood.com.au or on the Donate Blood app. And uh, joining us, as I mentioned, 26 years of age. He played every game last year for the Giants. Defender Jack Buckley. Jack, a very good morning to you, mate. How are you? Good, thanks. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on the show this morning. And just tell us about this great campaign that Australian Red Cross and the Cancer Council are currently doing. Yeah, it's a campaign that um, we did a bit of work with last week, putting out some content for um, just between Lifeblood and the Cancer Council. Um, Just a way of um, anyone out there who's been touched by cancer um, in a negative way and doing something positive with it by donating blood. So... Um, anything we can do to help cancer patients is there. Um, they 
use the most blood out of anyone um, in terms of donations. So it's a great way of helping out in any way because it's quite a helpless thing sometimes watching mm. someone go through it. So it's a way um, we can all get involved with and, and help anyone out and any helps uh, a great thing. Jack, for our listeners, uh, how do people go about donating blood and is it easy for them to do? Yeah, very easy. Um, you call the number that was set off the jump and um, or you go on lifeblood.com.au or there's um, the Donate Blood app um, as well so it's something that's um, really easy to do once you um, you know go through those platforms and then you'll figure out how easy it is and yeah. if anyone's daunted by it um, you know would encourage you to go with a friend or a family member and doing it in numbers is something that makes it a lot easier if um, it can make you a little bit queasy but um, yeah or if you're just up for it that go through those platforms and it should be a pretty easy process. And obviously, this is very personal for you, Jack. And you know, you can you know very well how vital it is donating blood to saving people's lives. Yeah, definitely. My mother Kim passed away when I was a kid, so um, with breast cancer. So it's something that has affected me and my family throughout my whole life. And I'm sure there's so many other stories out there um, listening now, or even between you guys. So. Um, it's certainly a way that I've only been um, exposed to recently that I can donate blood and help prevent that from happening to other families and people. Um, so it's definitely an easy way to um, turn something negative into a, a bit of positive action, which is, yeah, all we want to do throughout this campaign. And as Aussies, Jack, are we getting better at donating blood or is it still an ongoing battle to get people in there? Yeah, I think there's been improvements over the years, but um, it certainly takes um, campaigns like this just to make sure um, we get across how accessible and easy it is because um, sometimes it's something that requires you to get up and takes a bit of effort. But the more exposure you can give in terms of how much it helps um, cancer patients in particular, which is something that's affected so many people across the country, um, should just be a little bit of a nudge to help people um, get that extra bit of ease in getting out there and donating. Let's talk some footy, Jack. And I can only imagine how different your headspace is heading into this season compared to last year when you were coming off the back of that ACL. Yeah, yeah, extremely different. This time last year, I hadn't really done pre-season, so... I was feeling fresh, but probably not as fit, that's for sure. So I was just sort of hoping to get out there and play some footy finally. Um, and then just, yeah, luckily it all sort of worked out in the end. I was able to play all, all of last year. And then now it's, I've had a you know massive pre-season, as we all have out here. Um, and then now I'm fit and fire and ready to go and just can't wait to play some opposition because this time of year you sort of, you can get sick of playing each other for a few months. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, compared to this time last year then, Jack, now that you've had that full season under your belt, how much more confident are you going into a season? And and how how much more do you feel like you belong in the system? Yeah, definitely. You feel, yeah, just way more confident. It's um, a lot of that to do with the fitness you gain over pre-season. Um, when you miss out on pre-seasons, um, some people can see it as, you know, missing out on the hard work, but you miss out on a lot of fitness and foundation that sets you up to play your best too. And so 
that was a big goal of mine this this year was to just have a really good preseason, which um, I've been able to do, and a lot of the boys have been able to do here. So that sets me up with so much confidence, and also last year, yeah, I was able to um, prove that I could play at the level consistently over a year. So that's something I only want to build on and and just get better and take that to another level. So yeah, I can't wait to get it underway. Yeah, Jack, you seem super confident in where you are where you are at individually. What about the team? What are some of the major focuses that have been uh, uh, in, put in place this preseason? Yeah, well, last year we started a little bit slow. I think a lot of that was just to do with we're still learning the new game plan and figuring out what that looked like on game day. And we're able to get that down pat end of last year and it really showed on field. And so this year's just been about this sort of ramming that home and keep training it, keep it's it can get repetitive in the drill sometimes but everyone's really on board with that. That's how it looks and that's how we want to be. So we're just really drilled all that um sort of tsunami pressure that we've we've built as a brand, um, come forward mentality and just and on offense really um we we call it the rip and just go and get the ball moving quick and give our forwards the best chance to have low number contests so they can compete one on one or two v two, which is what every Ford wants. So, and as a backman, I don't particularly like. It. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Jack, every team has their their own style, and that was something that was implemented um, last year under the new coach in Adam Kingsley. But is there other clubs that sort of play the same way as you guys, or is your style not unique but a little bit different to most of the others? I think, um, yeah, it, it does vary, but there's certainly teams that play similar brand. I think um, pressure and come forward defence is something that every team's trying to bring in and emulate the off base of the teams that are, are winning at the moment in terms of Collingwood. They have a massive pressure system and, and get the ball forward. Um, so everyone sort of uses that as a benchmark, but also you've got to have your own sort of spin on it and we sort of pride ourselves on um, it may look chaotic to the public, but we know what we're doing. So the ball's always in play, always up up for contest, but it's always moving forward towards our end. And we um, we take comfort in that sort of chaos in ball movement, and it's not something we um, we get rattled by. Something we embrace. So that's probably our sort of unique spin on it. Yeah, and second year in charge, does he continue to? Add building blocks to the system, or is it more about just improving what you've already got in place? A lot of it's been improving what we've already got in place and a little bit here and there, tinkering and adding some stuff. But um, I think the great thing about King, Kingsley is that his consistency in, in messaging and confidence in his game plan just fills up us with a lot of confidence that you know he believes in it so much and we believe in it that it's going to get the job done when when the games really matter at the end of the year. So we hope to start well like we didn't last year and put ourselves in a good position because you can finish last season as well as you want. But momentum doesn't always carry over next season. You've got to start again and we're aware of that. So we'll come out strong and, and get going. Yeah. And I, I saw a photo, I think, of Adam involved in the wrestling sessions that you did at Palm <laughs> yeah. Boots. Is, is he a coach that throws himself into those type of drills? Yeah, definitely. He um, he's always up and about. Well, he's in the gym all the time, um, obviously, yeah. with us. And then, and then also on the beach session on Saturday, yeah. he, he um, came strutting over and wanted to get <laughs> get get dirt down dirty and 
I think a few boys were trying to avoid him because he's certainly one of the last blokes you want to wrestle. But I think that's why we love him, that he's always in the trenches with us getting to work. He's not sort of making himself separate from it. So it makes us work even harder. And I think the sort of environment he's created of um, sort of just hard working, head down and, and get it done. But we get a lot of enjoyment off the back of that and keep things pretty light when, when they can be light too. Opening round, I'm sure everyone can't wait for another crack at Collingwood considering how last season ended and to start the round at home in Sydney as well. Yeah, we can't wait. Um, obviously, we want to make amends for last year's prelim. Obviously, one game in round zero isn't really going to change a whole lot when you lose a prelim by a point, but it's certainly a big game. But we want to get off to a good start against the reigning premiers and it's an enormous opportunity that we get to do that at our home ground in um, in Homebush at Sydney Olympic Park. So we can't wait um, to get there to Giant Stadium and have a crack at the reigning premiers and we plan to yeah come out firing as every team does in their first game. But yeah, we've had a big few months of preparation so we can't wait. Just a reminder again, of how vital it is to donate blood to save people's lives, to donate blood, book online, lifeblood.com.au or go to the Donate Blood app. Jack, great to talk to you this morning, mate, and have a great year. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Adam Pengilly, a very good morning to you. Morning, Mido. Morning, boys. And um, just back on your over or under seven and a half, Mido, that, that surely had to be overs yesterday for Tay-Tay. Um, Overtime helped. Oh, yeah, well, I think that's so true. As well. That's true. I reckon she was over seven or eight times in the last quarter alone. I reckon. Well, they got a. Did you count walking in? <laughs> they got a four, yeah. four or five times before the anthem. Well, she wasn't happy about her man on stage after the in the presentations, was she, Clarky? Well, he, he, I don't know. I, 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 I sort of. I think she looked a little. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't. No, I, she got over it pretty quickly. I thought I she might have been a little bit embarrassed. A little bit embarrassed. I've seen him in the nightclub. Later, they're all right. Oh no, this mate, he's just won she the Super Bowl. All right can, with it. If you can get it, you can get away with just about anything, I would imagine. But yeah, he was. I can't imagine how that would have went down if you won a Test series, you won the Ashes, and someone got on stage and did that <laughs> in yeah, Australia. Yeah, Americans are sure. different. Yeah, they are. That's exactly different. right. But that's what Adam's saying as well. Yeah, I think. Mate, imagine if I you did he, it. Yeah, would have been oh, really mate. celebrated. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's my jam. Well, Clucky, what about when you put the five fingers up? Oh, no, yeah, the four. Celebration. It wasn't you. It was your marketing department. You won the Ashes 4 yeah. deal, yeah. and then some genius in marketing oh decided to put where well, you're all on stage was, accepting I the Ashes. I think that was after my time. No, I don't think, I was, oh, okay, I don't think right. I was playing, but... Yeah. Um, because yeah. that may not be well, run it, by the players, to be fair. Oh, hey, no, the play, you don't know. You, you don't, don't know. Some mate, just absolute genius in I don't marketing think I've, thinks they're just... Yeah. Oh, honestly, I don't think I've ever been told geniuses, what the uh, post-match presentation is going to be like. Like, yeah. you don't know where it is, what you're doing. You're like, you, yeah, mm. you, that, that's left to yeah. to someone else. But, I yeah, mean, I do remember the, oh, the criticism yeah. for it, it a, but... Horrendous look, but I felt for the players, not their fault. Uh, um, will Carrigan and Adam Reynolds be going to Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good question, Loz. Well, they'll be going definitely. You, you, you reckon on. they will be? Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. Well, I think you're probably right, but but what?
what I will say is, what about Payne Haas last the year? Well, that's been what Lost said, said yep. earlier. Oh, that's what I said, Adam. I just said, I think they should go, but I'm looking at the precedent that was set with Albert Kelly and Payne Haas, they both got a week, didn't they? Well, I think Payne Haas definitely sat out a week and he, and he got fined. And, and in my humble submission, I would say that what we saw in the video yesterday was probably worse than what we saw with Payne Haas and Albert Kelly in a, in a private setting of a, of a hotel you know, lobby or something like that um, when they had their incident. Listen, I, I don't know the whole backstory about what happened on, on the weekend with Adam Reynolds and Pat Carrigan. What I do know is that it's a, it's a terrible look to have two of your senior players engaging in something like that, you know, outside a, a restaurant or a bar in, in, in public in, in Brisbane. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. If the NRL is going to move on this very quickly, they're going to have to do it, you know, pretty quickly, the Broncos and the NRL. But I'll tell you what, it'd be a massive blow for Brisbane if they don't, both don't go to Vegas and, and miss a game. Adam, I saw some more vision this morning, and it looked mm. like uh, there was another two guys piling on they they got to the ground it looked like it was just a pile on like they do when they score a try and they were sort of dry humping each other and it looked like they were mucking around yeah yeah well certainly the clip yesterday was was only a very short clip that that came to light and it was hard to get too much context about what was going on but some of the story that was being peddled last night um, was that Adam Reynolds was trying to help out Pat Carrigan who was obviously probably not in the best state he's ever been and trying to remove him from a venue, but it seems like they've got a little bit more <laughs> heated than what it, what it should have been. So, yeah, I, I don't know where it goes, Loz, but, yeah. <laughs> what, what I will say is, is that didn't Bulldog write a story last week saying it's been a great off-season? <laughs> oh, yeah. Scandals? Oh, doggy. <laughs> we'll remind Bulldog about that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll remind him tomorrow. <laughs> uh, uh, well, as soon as he did that, something was going to happen. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yesterday, the Everest winner. Think about it. Trial, trial pretty well too, didn't it? And and options are plenty for this galloper. Yeah, he looked good, didn't he, Mido, in that trial there at Warwick Farm, just finishing up nice and close behind Don Corleone. And Joe Pride has got so many options with his horse. And he's been quite forthright in the last few months saying that, listen, hey, I know he won the Everest, but we don't consider him just a, a, a genuine or natural sprinter. We want to get him out in trips. So... His campaign's probably going to sort of take in the Canterbury Stakes and maybe the George Ryder and probably the Doncaster over a mile. And then who knows, he might even be on the quick backup for the for the Queen Elizabeth Stakes the, the following week. So, yeah, that's exciting to see. And it's quite amazing when you think about it, Mido. He might be a horse that wins the Everest like he did last year and then just not opt to defend his crown this year. What have we got, the Apollo Stakes this week, have we? Yeah, we do, Loz. Um, fangirl's gone up a, a very... Short price favourite in um, early markets with tab.com.au, and, and understandably so, to be fair. Um, I think we sort of mentioned it yesterday with Mr. Brightside. Our, our weight for age ranks are, are thin at the moment, it, it must be said. And up here in Sydney, she's got plenty of races for the taking fangirl. She comes back in good order. Um, we saw what she did in the in that Prince Charles race on, on Everest Day last year, and she had no luck in the Cox Plate. And just given the way... Uh, our weight for age middle distance ranks are at the moment. There's not a whole lot coming through. It's not, a, And we've lost alligator blood off the animos off the scene now as well. So she's got a great opportunity to, to put some back-to-back wins together. So, yep, she'll um, start a, a short price favourite, I imagine, for that race on the weekend. I don't want to discount uh, Militarise, who her stable mate, the three-year-old, who who looks the best of the three-year-olds graduating this. I'm not sure if Chris is going to run him on the weekend, but um, no doubt that he'll be very competitive if he does. Yeah, nice and short, as he said, $2.50 fangirl in that all-in market for the Apollo. Okay, the Black Caviar Lightning, not too many entries. Small field, Mido. It's going to be a small field as, as the way it stands at the moment. We were talking about 
Imperatrice's trial last week, maybe not being up to standard, but I just don't know where the opposition's going to come from on, on Saturday at Flemington. Only eight entries for that race. Where do you look outside of a private eye is a very capable horse, but he's going to be sharp enough over a thousand metres. Bellamy Patina has been very consistent for a long time. Cylinder mixes his form a little bit. Espiona, we know, is great on her day, but she needs to put it, uh, do everything right. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> After that trial last week, I wanted to think, oh, she's a dollar seventy. It's probably a little bit too short. I might try and find something to beat her. But where do you find the horse to beat her on the weekend? That's that's the question, I suppose. But yeah, we'll get that final field later in the week, and um, yeah, she'll she'll start odds on for sure. Thank you, mate. Have a good day. See you, boys.